Hey there, Quajo here. And if you haven't heard my voice, I'm the new host of the Art of Online Business. Quick update on my new offer. I did not expect the initial launch spots to sell out so fast. I'm talking about Facebook ad setup to success, which is one-on-one -on -one Facebook ads coaching for the driven course creator from me, three Zoom calls within a month and unlimited support in between so that you can run your lead generation campaigns, your launch campaigns, your SLO, self-liquidating offer funnels, exactly like I would, getting all my tips and tricks and strategies plus just unlimited support inside of Slack or Voxer or one lady's even doing it from inside of Messenger with screen recordings, Loom recordings, this sort of thing, questions. This is what I'm doing, but all those limited spots that at the initial launch price, they are gone. And I just wanted to explain that out of integrity to the people who took those first spots, um, the price has gone up and there are one, there's one spot maybe two if I do some scheduling jujitsu for May, otherwise we're booking into June. You can click on the link in the description below to find out more, or you can go to theartofonlinebusiness.com forward slash call if you need that kind of one-on-one -on -one Facebook help. All right, back to the episode. What's up, everybody? Rick Mulready here, and welcome to episode number 19 of the Art of Paid Traffic podcast. How's it going today? Thank you so much for taking a few minutes to listen to the show. Now, if you've been listening for a while now, you rock. And if this is your first episode, you rock also. But uh, let me break down what you can expect here on the Art of Paid Traffic. This is your one-stop shop for learning everything that you need to know about paid traffic. This is where you're going to get the best tips, the best tactics and strategies for using paid traffic to grow your business on autopilot without having to empty your wallet in the process. Paid traffic is what fuels the sales machine in your business, and it's what allows you to know exactly where your next lead and sale are going to come from. So if you want to create freedom in your business, you get to learn from the best experts in paid traffic what strategies are working and not working right here on the show. Now, here in today's episode, we're going to continue our discussion of Facebook ads compliance and policy as I've invited on Kurt Molly to join me to continue that discussion. He's a fellow Facebook ads guy, and he's got a digital marketing agency, and he also runs a website called Social Media Ad Genius, and they've run a lot of paid traffic. For Facebook ads, they've run about $5 million worth of ads over the last few years, and they work with businesses in all different kinds of niches, which you'll hear more about in today's episode. Now, if you listen to episode 18, the previous one with Justin Brooke, or even if you haven't yet, I mean, and you, you may have heard about this, a lot of Facebook ad accounts are getting shut down right now. And Facebook, frankly, is really vague with an explanation as to why this might be happening, um, even if you hear from them at all, unfortunately. So Kurt recently visited Facebook and talked to their ads compliance team, and you're going to hear about that uh, meeting today and what he learned from those meetings. Kurt gives a really great overview of the process that Facebook uses to review and approve or disapprove ads that uh, get submitted for approval. And he also discusses reasons why accounts are getting shut down 
right now. We get into best practices for creating Facebook ads that keep you out of trouble with Facebook's compliance team. He also shares how if you're selling physical products, I get a lot of questions from people asking me every single day about physical products and how Facebook ads can, uh, or how you can leverage Facebook ads to sell physical products. Well, Kurt's going to get into that today a little bit where we start talking about, um, you know, sell, if you have a physical product to sell in your business, how can you use Facebook ads to do that? So he's going to give an example of selling rugs and what's the best way to, uh, do something like that to sell a physical product like rugs, for example, using Facebook ads. And I'm really glad to have Kurt on today to give you another perspective on Facebook ads. I've got a lot of respect for him, and I think that and I think he's really smart when it comes to Facebook ads. And he's also a great evangelist for doing Facebook ads the right way. So I'm really excited to bring you this episode today. But before we jump into it with Kurt, I want to thank the sponsor of today's episode, which is Shortstack. Shortstack is a self-service software tool that allows you to build mobile-friendly, high-converting campaigns and landing pages for all of your online marketing efforts. Whether you're a total beginner to creating campaigns and landing pages, or you like to get down with some HTML or CSS, you're going to love the ease of using Shortstack. To get started using them for free right now, just go to shortstack.com forward slash Rick. All right, let's go hang out with Kurt. All right, Kurt. So we are going to be talking about some uh, some Facebook ads policy here, and we were just talking before I hit the record button about uh, you had a recent visit to Facebook and talked to some people there on the compliance team as as far as um, you know policy and best practices to kind of stay in the good graces of Facebook when running ads. And you uh, you and your team and in your company there run a lot of Facebook ads. I think to the tune of you said. Uh, about $5 million over the past couple of years. Um, tell me a little bit more about the types of campaigns that you run. And also, I'd love to hear about the visit that you had uh, to Facebook. Yeah, I mean, for the experience that we've run a camp on, I mean, we've run over 50 different uh, or 40 different business verticals. So we've got anything from selling meatballs at local restaurants to real estate investing events to um, local businesses of a billiard shop to people who sell water filters or survival people or how to make money online, network marketing. Um, how do you, I mean, we've had physical products, e-commerce. We're going to be doing some stuff for selling rugs online. Like the way I look at pay traffic at the end of the day is it's really like a craft or a trade, very much like carpentry. So it doesn't really matter what industry. So my advantage is, is when I'm talking like when I travel, I love to speak on stage, so I try to network with as many people as I can to, mm-hmm. to get that experience. And then really, the reason is, is because I can tell my message more to people saying, hey, look, here's what I've tested in lots of different areas. Here's what I've found is a common anomaly because obviously Facebook doesn't communicate that well. Um, and what it does is it also gives us a lot of insight by sharing the story. So a lot of the stories I'm going to tell on here in a short amount of time together, it's really based off of what are the common things we've seen across industry-wide that we know to be close to the truth or it is the truth or here's what Facebook's actually confirmed for us through, uh, you know, our discussions directly with Facebook. Yeah. So. I, I love the fact that you've had, you know, experience with so many verticals. I mean, I, I know that you probably get this question just as much as I do. I mean, I get questions all the time about will Facebook ads work for this, you know, for XYZ vertical. Um, yeah. I'm in this niche. Will they work? And so I love the fact yeah. that you've um, had experience with it with different types of verticals ac- across the board. So, so tell me about you know your meeting with Facebook there and and sort of some of the lessons that came out of that because we're hearing 
all the time now about people's accounts getting shut down. I know a bunch of people who's who have experienced that. I'm knocking on wood right now. Um, you know, I know that that um, you, you know a lot of people as well. How do we stay in the good graces of Facebook? To you know, what are some of the best practices? What are the, what are you hearing directly from Facebook on that? So that's really interesting. I'll kind of tell the, the, the story of how we got there. So as many of you may or may not know, uh, Facebook is obviously an amazing platform to communicate on, but their growth is so fast for what they're doing that they're more focused on technology. So this is a 10,000 foot view. They're more focused on technology than they are people. However, they do have people in place that have actually changed the term inside of Facebook from users to people because the engineers many times forget that the users are actually people. Yeah. So now they call them people and not users. <laughs> so what's interesting though is when they're going through the ad policy and compliance, almost all of that process is completely automated. And there's a lot of human checks, but what Facebook's trying to do is they're really trying to automate the entire process. And they have few people dedicated to support. So you know, expect long lines and support. They say they get back to you within 24 hours. And again, I mentioned this before we got on the call. I don't want to be a dream stealer or saying, hey, you know, this can't work for your business. Unequivocally, it can, but you got to make sure that you do the right things. And you just got to remember that the right things is always a moving target with Facebook right now because of this number one reason. This will answer a lot of your questions of why does Facebook do fill in the blank? Facebook's trying to determine what's right, what's wrong, what's fraud, what's not what business model is good, what business model is not, what words compel people to click on an ad and what is relevant in about 100,000 other situations, and they're automating the decision-making process. So one of the important lessons that I learned was words like, check out this trick, here's the one thing that so-and-so isn't telling you, Um, you click here to find out more, this is absolutely amazing and revolutionary, learn how to make 100K in 30 days, those words are always great direct response marketing words. But Facebook also has an algorithm, and I am not making this up. I should take a screen as you said this. Um, because those words are related to spam accounts that will just get black hat accounts, spam Facebook to send people to child porn, porn sites, illegal download hacking sites, whatever. So what happens is, is the key words that we've been trained to use as direct response marketers Facebook has a count in their algorithm that, oh, these are words that apply to suspicious accounts. Yeah. That's how they shut down ad accounts without having any declined ads, which I'll explain that in just a minute as well, too. But she even told me, and I go, look, I go, wait a minute. For example, an account that we were working on had gotten shut down. And I go, they have thousands of customers all over the world. They're very happy. They have a low refund rate. If you show up to any of their events, their customers love them. And they go, well, yeah, but the service that they're offering, it looks like it's um, a little spammy. And I go, spammy? They go, well, yeah, there was, there was a couple of people that clicked on, or they, she didn't say a couple of people. She goes, there were people that say that they distrusted this site. And they go, we spent hundreds of thousands of dollars. Of course, you're going to get some crazies that come out, click sure. on a button, and I understand that. And I go, but hundreds of thousands of dollars were spent, so I'm sure there's some kind of ratio that Facebook takes into accordance. And she kind of looked at me. So as they're automating this, they're putting the throttle on high, and then they're going to step back and look at all the dead bodies and kind of figure out, okay, what do we do? What do we do wrong? Mm. So what happens is, is they're correlating direct response marketing, which works, to spam accounts, and accounts are getting shut down. Here's a fact for you. 80% of all ads are automatically reviewed by an automatic filter process. 
20% of ads are viewed manually, but these are all different people. Headlines, body, image, a couple of different people look at an image, like is it copyrighted, is it this, is it that. Same thing with videos. So it's, that's why you'll see an ad that could get denied within two weeks. Yeah. Well, if it's, it's by all these filters and Facebook doesn't like something, they can retroactively shut down your account. And this could be because of the ads that you ran two years ago on your account before they had X, Y, and Z updated in the rules. There is no forgiveness for, I know you just started out and you didn't know. It is, this is a very common um, activity of, X of people that have scam accounts. They shut them down. I've even seen people with dog washing businesses. They'll shut the accounts down. So you got to be really careful on how you go forward because it's an automated process. There's really no one to talk to, uh, but I'll give you some options of that by the end of the call. Yeah. And uh, you know, Facebook's really just trying to automate the process, so you really have to be careful of what you do for Facebook to really work for a business today. Okay, so what are you seeing, and, and what are what are what are you seeing on your end, and what are what are what are they saying directly to you about what you should be doing? So we talked about what we shouldn't be doing. What are some things are sort of best practices that they're saying? You know, here's here's the interesting thing with that. I've actually talked with a couple of guys from Facebook Global Compliance at a Facebook event. Like we sat down, we sat down for about an hour. I told them how frustrated I was overall. Like, hey, I spent a bunch of money with you guys. You're on the certification program. There's not someone I can talk to. And I say this over and over. I just want to know what the rules are so I can do the right thing. Yeah. That's all I want to do. I want to do the right thing. I want to tell others. I have a big reach. I know you guys, like, you don't know how many people I reach, whatever, my products and services, but I have a big reach. And I just want to know the rules. We just want to know what the rules are. Well, in Facebook's eyes, they're afraid to tell you what the rules are because then you can gain the system, very much like Google's algorithm. Mm-hmm. So these keywords that I gave you, they will never be found on side of any terms and conditions. I was told by the Facebook rep, you know, you wouldn't have all these problems if you were just to read the terms of use. And I looked at her and I said, I appreciate that you're on the other side of the table saying this, but unfortunately, I've read this over and over and over. I'm just looking for clarification. We spent this much money. We've done this. We've done that. I go, I'm just looking for an answer. Yeah. She, and she looks at one of these videos and she goes, well, I can tell you there's lots of different problems here. This and this and this and this. I go, that's not written anywhere. She goes, well, if you read the rules, you would understand. And I'm thinking, well, yeah, because you do this every single day. But as a small business and all these other companies, like when they shut down accounts, they're shutting down small businesses, the way people feed their family. But Facebook will not give you specific things, but I'll give you an idea how in a minute. Facebook won't give you specific corrections of here's specifically what you did right, here's specifically what you did wrong, or vice versa, because they feel it's a liability. Yeah. So, because they're technically liable for whatever runs in their network. So, what I suggest for people to do is there's something called a Facebook Go program. It's really for new advertisers. You're going to get to talk to somebody for 30 days. Here's the deal, though. These are not marketers. These are college interns, people all over the world, they're going to read down a script of best practices. These are not people who have run lots of money in ad campaigns, number one. Yeah. But it gives you someone to talk to. So again, that's the Facebook Go program. You can Google it, look it up, you'll see. That's the first thing. Um, the second thing is I would always reread through the terms of use because they, all, they always are changing. But what Facebook is looking for is the following. 5,000 foot view and go down. They're looking for feel-good stories. No shock, no value, not you're going to believe this, not any of 
hey, uh, they didn't tell you this, aren't you upset about? It is all a positive, feel-good story. So here's a good example. Is uh, A good example is, uh, this is the other clues we give everybody, Facebook, uh, it's, you just type in Facebook case studies. You can go to Facebook.com, look up case studies, but there's Facebook business case studies. I think you can even Google that. So Facebook won't tell you specifically what you're doing right or wrong, but they have lots of case studies of other products so you can see how they worded it and what they did. Here's a perfect example. Oceans, uh, like we were doing like an Oceans Krill supplement. Count got mm-hmm. shut down after 60 days. No idea why, didn't do anything wrong. We had pictures of like skeletons with like redness in its knees and wrists to show joint pain. Right. You, you cannot market on Facebook to someone who may have an ailment. It's against uh, HIPAA laws or something like mm-hmm. that. So they had a case study on an Ocean's Krill um, advertiser. I'm like, how the heck did we get shut down but this person's on? Yeah. So when we look at the case study, the case study was um, a picture of grandpa and grandma fishing, pushing their grandkids that had a little bit of red tint around the corners, maybe to kind of you know, signal inflammation, red corners of the picture. Um, but just a little tint. And it said, oh, I love running free with my grandchildren on and how great I feel. Life is amazing. That was it. And then you click on that picture to see why is life amazing. It wasn't find out what this miracle is, whatever. Then it would take people over to an article. So it always has to be a positive interaction. It has to be a story. Facebook's more concerned about the ad than they are on the landing page, but the landing page needs to have a lot of information on it. It can't go straight to a VSL. It, it, you basically, the best thing, example of what Facebook wants people to send people to is either like a blog or they love webinars. And here's why. Opt-in now. You will be sent emails to this webinar that will be happening on Thursday. We will not sell your email to any other party. Yep. When someone just opts in to find out more about how to be a professor, click here, it doesn't say we're going to follow up with a weekly special. It doesn't tell this user what's going to happen next. And that's what Facebook really wants to change, but doesn't tell anybody publicly. Mm, yeah. So, yeah. The, so they love webinars because they know the next step. They love blogs because the blog doesn't force someone to do something without saying exactly here what's going to happen next. So it's much more than Google compliant. Facebook, at the end of the day, wants ads to improve the user experience, not disrupt it, improve it. Just like if you go to AOL, Sports Illustrated, CNN, and you scroll down and read a news article, they're going to give you other examples of things that may be related to you. And as all of you know, some of those are ads. That's what Facebook's looking for is how can we improve the user experience? And they're wiping out businesses that do not improve the user experience. Yeah. So for that, for that, um, I think you said krill oil or something. I think it was the krill oil example that you used with the with the um, uh, grandparents. Was there any kind of call to action there, or was it just more of the uh, some simple some simple copy there that sent them to the blog post? We'll get into that in just a second. But first, I want to give a big shout out to and thank the sponsor of today's episode, Shortstack. Recently, I got to sit down with Shortstack's CEO, Jim Belosik, and I challenged him to explain what Shortstack is for you in 20 words or less using no jargon. Ready? Go. Okay. Uh, challenge accepted. Shortstack is a do-it-yourself tool for building web pages to engage with your audience, collect information, and drive sales. Is that 20? <laughs> I, I was just I was starting to count on my fingers, but I think you hit it. Nice work. Nice work. 
So if you're looking for a simple do-it-yourself tool to get more qualified leads and sales for your business, definitely check out ShortStack. You'll love how easy it is to use. Get started today for free by going to shortstack.com forward slash Rick. All right, back to the show. So the article was actually from, uh, I think it was Fortune Magazine that Facebook put on their case study site. It actually sh- it shows the ad of the grandparents, but it doesn't show the specific lander that it landed on. Okay. Okay. So, you know, the thing is, is it's kind of like you have to be a, a fan of like CSI or uh, Sherlock Holmes to put together all the pieces. And that's really where we do any of these podcasts and talk to other agencies because right. you don't get a straight answer because they feel they're going to be liable. So we have to do a lot of these communications like what we're doing right now to kind of figure out what that is. So collectively what we're finding is, is it tells a story that doesn't disrupt the user experience. It's fully explicit what's going to happen. And what I've been telling people now is at the end of the day, just get people to opt into a funnel. Give yeah. them some kind of value to opt into a funnel, retarget them. But once they're in a the funnel, you can do whatever the heck you want. Yeah. Just be really soft. Just focus on getting leads. And being targeted, don't worry about selling something within the first as soon as opt-in. Those days are gone. I know they used to be great, but it doesn't happen anymore. You have to build a relationship. has to be through email, and then we build that with retargeting end. So that's yeah. the best advice I can give you. Now, you mentioned here, before we start to, to wrap up here, um, Kurt, so you mentioned the very beginning talking about the different verticals and stuff, and I think you said something about you're going to start um, working with a, a rug company, I think it was. Uh-huh. what's the, you know, and there's a lot of people out there who listen to the show that have these physical products they're selling. They're, they're wondering whether, you know, Facebook ads um, are effective for it. And we talked about before, I get these questions all the time myself, you know, will Facebook ads work for this industry or, or, or this niche? How are you approaching the, the, the sort of the physical product niche from a Facebook perspective, when we're talking about getting them into uh, a funnel and adding value, and then you know presenting the sale or the offer at some point down the road, um, that's a good question. So I'm going to say this with all love and grace, right? This is where feedback always comes in, sure. right? A lot of people think, and I don't know where this ever came from. I was just talking to our CEO about this um, uh, just today, um, and I go, I wonder where people ever got the idea of. Marketing online is quick, easy, highly profitable, and it must happen within the first 30 days. <laughs> yeah. Like yeah. for anybody that has a business, you can build a website in 30 days. You can even start selling stuff in 30 days. But let's be honest, you don't have a business in 30 days. You have a hobby or something that you're building that will turn into a business. Yeah. So a lot of people treat their online marketing as a hobby. I just talked to someone about this, and they go, Kurt, look, I only got 10000 spend. I'm going to pay your guys' fee. I'm going to pay this. What happens when I run out of money? What do you mean when you run out of money? Well, I don't want to spend a whole bunch of money on ads and it not work. Okay? How about you spend a whole bunch of money on ads and it does work? I guess you'll never know if you don't try, right? Right. But no, 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 I want to try. But what happens if I spend a bunch of money and then nothing happens? I mean, you're going to get website visitors and leads. So if we set up retargeting and you get leads, if we follow up retargeting or email and or, we're going to be able to have the opportunity to sell them something else. You're going to, you're going to buy data to make decisions and we're going to follow up with those individuals to sell additional products, services, give value, and whatnot. Yep. So what we're really doing is we're really buying data. So I tell people, I go, look, I don't know if it's going to take 30, 60, 90 days. Here's my goal. Uh, and I always say this two, uh, two things, and I'll be, I promise I'll be really quick. Is I always tell people, I go, look, I don't know until I test. I never give up on my test because my goal is to have a long-term predictable business where I can scale up or scale down 
depending on what I want on the front end and what I want on the back end. But I know if I put a dollar in, I make, let's make this up, a dollar oh one. Heck, I at least paid for my cost. I got brand new customers. I got brand new leads. The next thing that I offer them is 100% profitability. Yep. And I remind people, you know, if you buy a McDonald's, you got to have a million bucks. You got to have $500,000 cash. You got to go to Hamburger University for right over by, right over by you in Illinois um, for 90 days or something like that. And then maybe you break even the first year and you're looking at 7 to 15% margins, 15% if you're lucky. Yeah. That's a that's a million dollar business, but people are like, hey, wait a minute, I got a rug to sell. I can only test it for two weeks and two thousand dollars, except my rugs sell for ten grand. Yeah. Like you got to treat it like a business and not a hobby. You can find predictable long term traffic, but sometimes you just got to dial it in. The internet does not make millionaires in thirty days. Yeah, yeah, and I think the other now, lesson to know what you're doing. Yeah, I think the other lesson here, Kurt, is that look, just diversify your traffic. You know, don't put all your eggs in the Facebook basket. We have to remember that we're on their platform. The platform works amazingly well, but at the same time, everything you've been talking about here today is that, you know what, we are on their platform and they make the rules and, you know, we are at uh, their discretion. So, you know, it's always smart to everything we talk about here on the show to learn these other forms of traffic that make sense for your business so that you are diversifying um, that traffic coming to uh, your site. Uh, we're really selling clients now more than anything else. We said, look, we can set you up on Facebook, but the only thing that's predictable about Facebook, 100% predictable, that it's going to be unpredictable. So let's just plan for that up front, right? So what we're going to do is we're going to, this is really we're focusing on 2015, we're going to set you up with a lot of different retargeting, perfect audience, ad roll, you know, Google display, they kind of overlap each other, but they allow some products to be run on some things, other offers not. So what we want to do is let's figure out a way that's a good follow-up to catch an email. Let's figure out the best ways to retarget. Let's also diversify our cold traffic slowly. But if one ever stops, we're building that retargeting audience in that email list. We keep moving ahead. You know, Einstein said, um, life's like a bicycle. Never stop pedaling and you won't fall off. You just got to keep pedaling. Love it. Love it. I think that's a great place to uh, for us to wrap up here, Kurt. Thank you so much for all this. This has been super, super um, helpful. But I want to make sure that people can connect with uh, with you online. What is the best way for people to uh, to find you? Uh, really, the best way to find me is just to go to socialmediaadgenius.com. Okay. And at socialmediaadgenius.com, um, you know, there's information on how to contact us, what we do, who I am. I think my assistant's information is on there as well, too. So there's always different ways to get a hold of us. And by the way, we uh, uh, either we run campaigns for people; um, they got to spend at least ten grand a month or more. Um, but we also show people how to do it, and um, you know, take them through the process as well. So there's lots of different options if you guys are interested. Cool, nice work, man. Thank you so much for coming on today. I'll be sure and link up um, your uh, link in the show notes for uh, for today's episode. Uh, Kurt, thank you very much again, and I have a feeling that you're going to be uh, you're going to have to become a, a friend here in the show and have you back on a few times awesome. since we're there's so much uh, happening and so much changing so frequently with Facebook. That's awesome. Okay, yeah. thanks everybody. Appreciate it. Thanks, Kurt. Take care. Hope you enjoy this conversation with Kurt today. As you can see, you really need to be careful with your Facebook ads, and this is something I talk about a lot: making sure that you're compliant with and staying up on Facebook's ad guidelines because they change a lot. It's not like you can just read them once a year and consider that, consider yourself covered because they change them um, quite frequently. So if you want to play in Facebook's sandbox, you got to know the rules. 
And since for the past two episodes that we've been talking about all this and potential reasons why Facebook is banning some accounts and also ways that you can avoid any issues, I've gone ahead and put together a cheat sheet for you that you can download that highlights what Facebook is looking for and things that you need to be thinking about when doing Facebook ads so that you can keep your account safe and on good terms there with Facebook. So you can download this cheat sheet over on the show notes page for today's episode, which is at rickmulready.com forward slash 19. That's one nine. Also, don't forget every Friday, I'm going to choose an iTunes review at random from the, from the previous week and their winner will receive a free personalized 10 minute Facebook ads audit from me. This is where I review your Facebook ads and give honest feedback, ideas, and suggestions for improvement showing you exactly how to tweak and improve your Facebook ads so that you can avoid wasting money while getting the best results possible. So pop on over to iTunes if you don't mind. Leave an honest review here for the show. And uh, I really appreciate that. And also you have a chance to get a free personalized uh, Facebook ads audit from me. All right, that's all for today's episode. I've got another great one coming up for you in episode number 20. Until then though, keep testing your paid traffic to find what works for you and your business. And I'll see you in the next episode. Do you want to avoid the seven biggest mistakes that burn through course creators' ad money? I see these over and over and over again, and I put them together in a mini email series. This is not fluff. Each of the seven mistakes, I also have a recorded video tutorial showing you inside of Facebook Ad Manager how to fix those mistakes. This is good, solid, and it will save you money or help you make more money with your Facebook ads. Click down in the show notes below. You'll see the link and you can go download it right now for free.